This week on the Irreverent Nerds Podcast, we will be reviewing the anime film That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, Scarlet Bond. Check out our review. If you want to find out how powerful a slime really is and whether Hero is really a hero, take a listen. More to come after this. I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. Nerds. Nerds. We are here. And it's a little different this time in the studio. I am gazing longingly into Mr. William Boer's... What color are your eyes? I can't tell from here. Blue-green. Blue-green. Depending on their mood. Ah, yeah, and mine are hazel. <laughs> so we're trying a different setup. Normally, we're either both looking at the camera or, you know, in a Zoom meeting or sitting side by side in a recording. In this case, we are looking at each other on opposite ends of the table, which is more like what a radio show or a typical podcast recording would be set up like. Those of you who are watching this on YouTube next Tuesday or the Tuesday after the audio release will we'll see what I'm talking about. Anyway, that's not that important. What is important is what we're here to do today. Will, can you tell our nerdly friends uh, what we're going to talk about today? Well, we just got out of the theater not too long ago, seeing that time I got reincarnated as a slime. The movie, Scarlet Bond. Don't know if you all can see my little drawing of Rimuru here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Very brief summary, corporate worker Mikami, now this is going all the way back, so we're going to give some background, but it's stabbed by a random killer, is reborn into an alternate world, but he is reborn as a slime. He is thrown into this new world with the name Rimuru. He begins his quest to create a world that's welcoming to all races. So this started, according to Wikipedia, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, started as a light novel series by Fuse with illustrations by Mitzvah. And now, if you don't know what a light novel is, a light novel is a style of young adult novel primarily targeting high school and middle school students. The term light novel is a wase-ego, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, or a Japanese term formed from words in the English language. Light novels are often called Renobe, or in English, LN. So that's how that's how this story started. And eventually it was adapted into a manga. First volume was published in December 2017. And then in 2018, there was a television series. This aired from October 2018 to March 2019. The first season, the second season uh, was in 2021. And then, of course, the film, which follows the second season, is what we just watched. And apparently a third season has been announced. This is according to the most current update on Wikipedia. So, just to give a little more extensive background, this is, again, according to Wikipedia and the series as a whole, Satoru Mikami is an ordinary 37-year-old corporate worker living in Tokyo. He is almost content with his monotonous life, despite the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend. During a casual encounter with his colleague, an assailant pops out of nowhere and stabs him. 
while succumbing to his injuries, a mysterious voice echoes in his mind and recites a series of commands of which he could not make sense. After regaining consciousness, Satoru discovers that he has been reincarnated as a slime in an unfamiliar world. At the same time, he also acquires newfound skills, particularly the ability called Predator, which allows him to devour anything and mimic its appearance and skills. He stumbles upon Veldora, a powerful storm dragon who has been sealed for the last 300 years for reducing a town to ashes. Feeling sorry for him, Satoru befriends the dragon, promising to help him in destroying the seal. They decide to exchange names. Veldora bestows upon him name Rumuru and receives name Tempest in return. Slime then consumes the dragon together with his prison in order to analyze the spell inside itself and eventually free Veldora. The disappearance of Veldora's aura creates a power vacuum which eventually makes Rumuru the leader of all beings inhabiting the great forest of Yura, who accept him as a ruler and together they found the nation of Tempest. With Rumuru's strength, wisdom, and idealistic vision, the new nation quickly grows in strength and influence. Soon, Rumuru and his subjects draw the attention of the nearby foreign powers, from monarchs and legendary heroes to demon lords, some seeking to become their allies, while others intending to take advantage of and or destroy them completely. So that's a general plot of the TV series, and Will, you watched the first five episodes in preparation for this, so what were your impressions of the TV series? I'm not certain what the number was. Five was just a, a guess. I uh, watched up to... Uh, I forgot the name of the title, but the episode, the next episode I'll be watching is uh, Dwargo, the Dwarf King, or something like that. Uh, I'm going to pull it up right quick. Yeah, Hero King, Gazel Dwargo. So I saw the first four episodes. Uh, the fifth episode I haven't watched yet. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> oh, just what were your impressions of the oh. series? I know you haven't seen the whole thing, but like, um, obviously prior to being exposed to the movie, which takes place after the second right. season, what were your initial impressions in terms of like plot devices, you know, quality of production? Did you do the English dub? I did the English dub. So yeah, um, quality of acting, that kind of thing, like for the for the dub. And which I'm actually glad I did the English dub because not in the movie, but in the show, there was a lot of additional text and whatnot happening all over the place. Like whenever Ramiru would run into a new monster, a text would appear on the screen saying such and such monster has appeared or something. Um, it was, I liked the movie better. Uh, anyway, the series is definitely entertaining. It's a little, little predictable little formulaic i think but um uh, it was, it's a good series uh i i enjoyed it uh it's got a lot of fan fantasy tropes in there um <clears throat> you know when they introduced the goblins and the dire wolves i knew that by the end of this they'd be riding the wolves but you know that just mesh meshes together um, uh, what I wish that they had done is, uh, and I think by the time of the movie, this is corrected, uh, but I wish they had laid, laid off, uh, the strong emphasis that he seems to be in some sort of video game world. Uh, it was a little distracting. It took me out of the fantasy 
to hear him talking to what essentially is the game master or something like that. I'm not really sure. He calls this character, this uh, sage, he calls the sage Raphael in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he refers to her. Well, it's a female voice. I don't know if that's the way it was in, in the Japanese oh, right, version. Oh, right, right. Um, refers to her or or him. It's hard to say <laughs> as Raphael. I mean, that's a male name, generally speaking. But it's like this disembodied, almost electronic voice. Yeah. So... Like, did they explain in the first few episodes where this voice was coming from, what its origins were, its intentions? No, not really. And neither does our hero, Rimuru, really think about it. He doesn't think about it. He is. He just goes with it. Uh, but this voice tells him when he levels up, when he gains experience, um, and explains the world to him. Basically, that's why I call this voice the Game Master, uh, Dungeons and Dragons style Game Master, um, explaining the world to him and uh, what's going on. He can ask it questions, um, and you saw just a teeny bit of that in the movie. Yeah, it yeah. almost... It almost operated as an AI, so like it would evaluate situations, it would give suggestions, it would let him know what actions he could take. Um, but there were definitely some elements, even in the movie, that reminded me, like you mentioned, like of a video game or like an RPG. Yeah. Where it's like you almost have this pause with the cutscene, and then there's a scroll at the bottom that tells you what type of attack it is. You know. Like, oh yeah, you like, saw oh. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, definitely reminded me of like Final Fantasy and yeah. games like that. Well, that's not unusual for an anime to give the name of an attack before it's done. But but for this series, I think that it's, the video game references are definitely intentional. Yeah, which, I mean, video games are very popular in Japan, so that, that totally makes sense. I mean, obviously popular in America, too. Yeah. And, um, I mean, around the world. So, like, that, even if it's just from a marketing perspective, that makes some sense. Uh, I kind of liked it. Like I didn't. It didn't bother me that much. Uh, although you said it was a little heightened, it's more so in the series. Oh the yeah, it was annoying. It was constant. Uh, it uh, it prevented me from taking the anime more seriously than I could have. The the world the anime takes place in, but but other anime is otherwise enjoyable. Yeah, that and watching the movie did get me interested enough to to want to check out some of the series um if and when i i get uh crunchy roll yeah um i have to do a free trial at some point um but let's see so kind of um coming back to the the film itself just to give a, a bit of a synopsis, it does seem, well, like the first, what would you say, the first 30 minutes of the film focus more on the character who eventually becomes known as Hiro. You know, um, I'm trying to remember what his name was before. He didn't have one. Uh, uh, the monsters in this world typically don't have names. Um uh, it's one of the video game tropes. You you saw it a little bit in the movie, uh, but whenever a character like our slime hero, Rimuru, 
give something a name, he uses up some some of his magic meter, his magicules, which is it's not important what magicules are, but it's it's explained in the anime. Um, in order to bless them with a name, and once a monster has a name, the monster levels up or, and or evolves into uh, into a new form. Um, so typically monsters, the anime explains that monsters don't have names. So if they're given a name and it seems from the movie that demons typically don't either, or at least, well, it seems like you might have, they might have a name, but then if you're bestowed with a a special, like a, a name from someone who's very special, um, like Diablo, is given that yeah. name, but he had a name before, but he's, he's given that name by Ramudu. And, um, and obviously Ramudu is, is very powerful in this world. So like another demon that he's talking to, spoiler alert, by the way, you know, <laughs> for the film, but, um, another demon that he's talking to remarks on that. It's like, you got a name. It's like, and apparently that gives him the ability to incarnate as well. Is that that term is thrown around? Did you catch that? Where, yeah, like, there's this process of like either demons or demons assistants being, for lack of a better term, incarnated. Apparently, Viola, the what sister or whatever to Noir, who's named renamed Diablo. Um, Apparently, she needs a permanent body in order to materialize into the regular world. She's, I don't know. I guess she's in the underworld or something. Yeah, the demon world. Um, yeah. I feel like I would have needed to watch season up to season two to understand all this. Yeah, I imagine some of these characters were talked about, which obviously those of you who are big fans of the show, um, which I don't know how... M- I don't know how popular it is in the U.S. I know at least the English dub Showtime that we went to was not very well attended. Granted, it was <laughs> a 5 p.m. Yeah. I imagine the 7.30 might have been a little more. And this is, again, the first day of the release, too. So um, I think there was let's see, one, two, three, four other people in the theater besides us. You know, Three of them were middle-aged men, and one was like a maybe mid to late 20s woman. Oh, okay. And then us, and that was it. <laughs> So it's hard to gauge from that how big the following is, but I do imagine the primetime showtimes are probably a little fuller, if if indeed it's it's a very popular anime. We should definitely hope for the sake of the anime. Which, unlike the Dragon Ball movie that you and I went to watch, this one is running at least for a full week um, in theaters. Um, whereas the Dragon Ball, I think it was like a a two night event or something like it was. I suppose that maybe that was deliberate, but. Um, you think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. But maybe Dragon Ball is... is uh, well, it doesn't seem to be wavering in popularity, but maybe the newer iterations aren't as popular as Dragon Ball Z. Well, Dragon Ball has a huge following from the in America. Uh, it has a huge following in Japan, too. But in America, from the 90s, people who grew up watching the original Dragon Ball Z... Uh, that appeared on Cartoon Network. Um, 
now, now, now I've got to stop and wonder if it was Cartoon Network or if it first appeared. Toonami, some... right? Which was connected yeah. to Cartoon Network. Yeah, Toonami right? was a time slot on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I know that's what you and Zach both yeah. watched it on Toonami. I was just getting confused because I used to watch some anime on UPN or something too. But anyway, uh, UPN doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I mean, and that's why I'm surprised the Dragon Ball film superheroes didn't have more than maybe a couple of nights because with all the merchandising and everything and the pre-existing fan base you know that that was set up to make a lot a lot, a lot of money but uh my concerns for the film we saw tonight is that this is a fairly new franchise and uh, especially in america you know and you there, like you pointed out, there weren't a whole lot of people attending or the showtime no, tonight. At least not the the five PM, which I don't know if you call it the matinee, but was well ours was literally the first showtime in town, like the the five PM uh English dub and then the the Japanese with English subtitles came at five thirty, I think. So it could be that that one I don't know. I know we had this talk about Dragon Ball Z, like what's more popular in general in America, like the dubbed versions or the sub subtitle versions. And um, I know you guys, I think, both preferred the dubbed versions of Dragon Ball Z, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, as a matter of fact, on Crunchyroll, I started watching their version of Dragon Ball Z, and it's a lot better than what I watched originally as a kid because it, they did they uh, redubbed it. Uh, they didn't, and they didn't censor it or cut anything out that I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the um, <clears throat> which isn't always the case when you get an English dub version. But I thought the the I don't know if they're all Americans. Like probably some of them were were Japanese people who spoke very good English. Uh, just looking at the cast list here, it does look like some people probably did double duty doing both the Japanese and English versions. But I, uh. I could be it could be that it's just not a comprehensive list. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought they did a pretty good job overall. Like they did. Um, I think in particular, particular um, the actor who did Heroes voice, I I thought did a really good job. And then um, I was honestly, I was, I was, which maybe this is an anime trope, but I was a little annoyed by Ramiro's voice, at least at first, because <laughs> like, it is obviously a a woman trying to sound right. young that was doing the voice, but then it's a male character. Like this is this fairly common though in in anime, like. Well, I mean, in the Japanese subtitle, uh, oh, I should just say the Japanese, uh, I suppose that might be commonplace because Goku is voiced by a woman. That's why Zach, in our original interview with him, uh, said that he cared about the characters too much to watch the subtitle one to listen to Goku sound like a high-pitched woman. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, that would be kind of jarring, like if you'd grown up with it yeah. in the English dub, and it's a it's a male actor, and all of a sudden there's a female actor voicing a male character, and you're like, what? Yeah, um, I don't mind the female voice actress playing Kid Goku in the subtitle Dragon Ball, but it is a little jarring when he's an adult, 
So, uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. In episode one, it was jarring for me at first, too, because we're introduced to this character. I can't remember the character's name, but it's definitely not... I think it's Mikami. It's definitely not Rimuru. But, um... Anyway, you know, he starts out as a guy. He has a guy's voice in the dub, anyway. Um... And then when he turns into the slime, we they switch out voice actors, mm. uh, and that is jarring. And and I didn't get very far in the anime, so I have no idea how he gets the body he does. Uh, I'm just wondering, was that? I mean, I know in his previous life he was a man, but do you think the slime, uh, Rimuru? Do you think that the slime? Well, a slime does a slime even have a gender? But the body he takes on is that a girl's body? That's my question. I don't know if if it's not. It's a small man, like like a boy. I'm maybe? trying to remember if they even used any any pronouns in referring, because obviously he was a, he was a man in his previous life. You know, he was a Japanese man, uh, corporate businessman. But yeah, I don't know if they make that clear. Maybe it's meant to be ambiguous, possibly. Like, but I got the impression it was just he um he she you know Rimuru took that form. Uh, to make interaction with other humans easier, right? Um, so, which is different than his power of like consuming someone and taking on their form. It seems seems like it was different, unless this was something. Again, we we haven't seen the rest of seasons one or two, so. Well, somehow the storm dragon took on a human form as well. Yeah, and, and so reading manga all the time for that. yeah. <laughs> I so that was interesting. those are mysteries that we won't know unless we watch the rest of the anime. Yeah. So, hey, nerds. In the meantime, if you wanna wanna fill us in, feel free to to do that when you leave your comments um, <laughs> down below. Down below. Um, so let's see. So if we were to if we were to rate the film, so we have our our nerd hat rating five nerd hats being perfection like cinematic perfection and you know 0.5 nerd hats being you know how the f did this get made <laughs> basically oh that's um, uh i know some films like that <laughs> yes like how did this get made who bankrolled it <laughs> why did they do that um so what what would you rate the the film it was good i'm gonna give it an eight out of five Oh, <laughs> wow, 10. Wow, uh, amazing. <laughs> Will was like, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I'm going to say uh, three and a half to a four. Okay, so split the difference, 3.75 nerd hats. Yeah, yeah. So Will says 3.75 nerd hats. Let me think. I think that's about where I would land too, I think. Like three point five, three point seven five in that range. Um, I've not seen enough anime, honestly, to compare it well. Um, now, like the, but I, well, maybe that's not a fair statement. I, I, I've seen enough. Like obviously, I've seen some Studio Ghibli films, Miyazaki films, and one of my favorite animes, and was a a Batman film. It was this, oh right, it's like The Dark Knight. It's like I need to rewatch that. We should rewatch that together at some point. And there's uh, Batman Ninja too. That was an anime. Oh yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. I need to catch that. Um, but yeah, like 
six different well-known anime directors each directed a vignette of batman with each with their distinctive anime animation styles uh, i think the voice actors remain the same across all six vignettes you know the same kevin conroy i believe did batman in that and um joker doesn't make an appearance i don't i don't think in in that particular one but that that was really cool and of course star wars visions i really enjoyed that treatment of star wars you know, some people didn't care for it, but I, I liked it i haven't seen it i need to go check that out yeah you do it's it's really it's excellent it's excellent um some of the best star wars content in my opinion like it's it's really cool and i know george lucas obviously drew some inspiration from was it the seven samurai film oh yeah and, yeah and just uh, the, the hidden samurai, fortress samurai in general like but i know that was part of his inspiration for jedis for the characters themselves like like samurai in space yeah i remember t- oh we're getting off topic but i remember two of the bumbling characters in one of those films may it might have been the hidden fortress i can't remember were actually the inspirations for c-3po and r2d2 hmm. ah. okay yeah could be could be um i mean i can't verify that at the moment but Prove it, Wilt. No. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Well, that's what I heard anyway. No, no, no. Um, let's see. My my, It's getting late, so my brain is, is starting to slow down. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should cover. So we, we both give it around 3.75 nerd hats. I'm going to say 3.5. I'm going to go 3.5. Because the first half... Now, some of, that, some of that was, I think, because I haven't seen the series... So I was a little lost maybe yeah. in the first, understandably, because they, they jump right in as if you know what's going on, uh, which probably for most of the people watching it, they've probably already seen this series. You know, I doubt too many people are just going to jump in and grab the movie like we did, um, having not seen the series yet. But, you know, we have to come up with stuff to watch for a podcast. So, <laughs> but no, it looked interesting and, and it was, but it got better I yeah. thought, as it went on and um, it, I, made, it made enough sense to me. Like I was able to start following the narrative, uh, and it and it it got. I think the second half in particular, I really enjoyed. Yeah, so, I think the middle was a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which it's two hour, two hour run. Well, hour and fifty minute runtime. Um, it didn't drag too badly. Like I don't think, but but yeah, like it was a little harder to follow at the beginning. But again, that's that's probably because we haven't seen the series or enough of the series. Um, let's see. Well, wow. So according to, I'm looking some at the, there's been a video game as well, apparently. Oh, really? Hmm. So according to Wikipedia at the anime Japan, 2021 special stage for the franchise, a free to play role-playing game app called Tensei Shitara Slime Data Ken Mao Tuguru. No, I'm butchering this. I'm sure. <laughs> Ken Kukutan. Translated as, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the saga of how the demon lord and dragon founded a nation. <laughs> Japanese do like their long titles. Huh? Long titles. Um, so it was developed by Bandai Namco Entertainment. And, oh, okay, so that dates this entry here. It says, will be released in 2021, which oh. obviously this that particular part of the Wikipedia is a little older. Looks like the light novel series is very popular. It had over 4.5 million volumes in print. Cool. That was the fifth best-selling title of 2018 with 539,277. This is probably written by some of the publicists. 
I always wonder who do some of these Wikipedias. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, is it is it does it start as like the publicists for for the film or for the TV series? They go to Wikipedia and then they do an entry. What then am they, I? But then maybe later you have fans of the show who add entries and stuff like um hard to say this one has, has a lot of references wow 56 individual references for this wikipedia entry anyway i'm off topic get me back on track will slime slime <laughs> soft and jiggly it's how, how does it store things in its stomach without dissolving or destroying it is there like a magic pocket like the TARDIS from Doctor Who? Could be. Because in the first, I didn't get far enough to see him spit the Storm Dragon back out. Ah. Uh, Whatever it's, Storm Dragon's name is. I don't want to butcher the name, but... Vol... Vol... Let's see. I can find it right here. Voldora. Voldora. Well, when he... When uh, it, Rimuru, whatever it is, ate... Uh, whatever you just said i was like oh dang well there he goes (laughs) i wonder if we'll ever see that dragon again (laughs) again. (laughs) well that's that's how the slime became omega strong because he just took down the dragon protector of the forest because the the dragon was desperate (laughs) and that guy (laughs) turns into a lounging a lounging man with a really good tan and a six-pack. Yep. Who, who just sits around, <laughs> burying his chest and abs, reading manga all day. At least in the movie. <laughs> well, he did, did just spend 300 years in a cave talking to himself, so... Yeah, I can't blame him for wanting to read some manga. And, just like, <laughs> uh, and I guess he got used to probably lounging around, so he's just doing more of it. Um, but yeah, he kind of gets... He's not prominent in the film. Maybe similar almost to in the in the Dragon Ball Z that we watched how um, Son Goku and Vegeta, you know, are just fighting the entire time, like up in the, what is it, the Heavenly Realm? Um, Lord Beerus' planet. Lord Beerus' planet, sorry. I don't know if the planet even has a name or not. But they um, they start the movie fighting and then... You know, we don't see them again until the end of the movie, basically. Uh, honorable mentions, <laughs> the main the main hero of this entire series. Yeah. <laughs> now on to the side characters. Well, yeah, so you get more emphasis on Gohan and Piccolo. Yeah. Know, um, which I, I found that interesting. but It was a good film. I mean, the stra- strengths of Dragon Ball Z is that most of the side characters are enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and so they decided, I guess, to, to feature them a little yeah. more in, in this film. So, uh, and in uh, the film we saw tonight, we get introduced to Hero, a side character who's enjoyable. Yeah, and he's he figures prominently in this film, which, again, having not seen season two, um, seems very possible that he was already in this series because it it jumps right in, and it, yeah. it's almost like the filmmakers assume you know who it is. Um, well, what I've read is that people still aren't certain what the canon whether or not this film is canon to the anime or other versions of the franchise. Ah. But I'm assuming it's going to be since it was written by the creator. The yeah, script for this written, film. By, written by Fuse. Let's see. Uh, it definitely ties into something that happened in season two with the ogre village being destroyed by orcs. And then Lord Rimuru apparently uniting them in peace. 
Yeah, I was just uh, again. I was trying to remember. I thought they mentioned hero. Like he obviously had a name because like he grew up with people and stuff. Like but I'm trying to remember what they called him before him being given the name hero. There's a lot of characters. Like I'm looking down through the list for the TV series. A lot of characters, a lot of actors too involved. But it does look like some of the the main characters are voiced by the same actors that did in the series, which you you probably picked up on. Right, right. You know, the only two characters in the movie that I recognize from the first four episodes of the show would be Gopta and uh he has a cool name, but I can't remember right now. The uh, the Tempest Wolf, the uh, the head yeah, Tempest yeah. Wolf. Is that Ranga? Yeah, Ranga. That's Ranga. it. I mean, obviously the slime. I didn't recognize uh, the Storm Dragon because he is yeah <laughs> a man now. He's like <laughs> off the cover of a of a manga. He's just bearing his his chest and abs. I almost feel like the series is more interesting when they don't turn into people. <laughs> well, so that's our two cents on that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Scarlet Bond. So if you haven't seen it, um, it probably works best, like especially if you already have a Funimation. Crunchy uh, roll excuse me, Crunchyroll uh, subscription to watch the series first and then the movie. But I'm assuming it's only going to be out for a limited time. So, I mean, I'm, it'll go it'll go on streaming I'm sure, probably at some point. Um, although you never know. Probably. I'm still trying to hunt down a few Dragon Ball Z films. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they, they got, did they get released theater only? And then... Hard to find on streaming, or um, I haven't, I haven't found. I found some of the Dragon Ball Z films on Hulu, but you need like a more expensive subscription to oh, watch like, them, like Hulu, like the live TV subscription. Or yeah, something, like, something yeah. like that. And that's like sixty bucks a month. It's like basically cable. It seems like my best option is to go out, just go out to Walmart and buy them, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to buy just keep them. Keep checking in McKay's and see. <laughs> now they they do have the a number of the movies and the series at McKay's, so just have to keep checking and see if somebody return or somebody trades one in. Probably the best bet is like if someone trades a DVD in because they bought the Blu-ray. Oh right, right. I would imagine. Um, All right, nerds. Well, I guess that's all we got to say for now. Uh, it's getting late. And we're both tired. After having technical difficulties, it took us forever to get set up. So <laughs> we're a bit burnt out. So thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. And, thank uh, you. Yeah, for those of you watching on YouTube later, thanks for checking us out on YouTube. Uh, let us know what you think of the of the setup here. And... Uh, yeah, we're we're still working on it, still tweaking things, and uh, we're eventually going to get another uh, boom arm set up here. You know, and uh, yeah, we're just working to continually improve the podcast. So let us know what you thought. Send us a voice message. You know, DM us on Instagram. All that good stuff. So, peace out, nerds. Peace out.
Live long and prosper. I'm Batman. He's Batman. He's Batmite. Yes. I might have to but cosplay. But we can both do the Batusi. <laughs> Is Adam West still alive? No, he oh. passed away. Rest in peace, Adam West. He didn't know this. I did not, sadly. I know he might be because he would have been old. Anyway, bye, bye nerds. Sorry. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Irreverent Nerds Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can follow us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerds. You can DM us there if you wish. You could also send us a voice message. If you go to our anchor profile, that's anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd. Right there on the homepage, you'll see a button that says message. You can click on that and leave us a voice message, which we will include in the next week's episode. You can also support us there on that same page. You'll see a button that says support. You can click on that and support us for 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Any amount would be welcome and would help us to work towards continuing to create future episodes. We got a few costs, not many, but it would help us to cover those. We'd be very grateful. We also have a Facebook page. It's a fan page simply called The Irreverent Nerds, and we are on YouTube. Just look us up, The Irreverent Nerds. We put up video episodes almost weekly. Like, there'll be a few weeks where we don't have one, but in general, every Tuesday, we are going to post a video episode of the previous week's audio episode. So be looking for that on our YouTube. Nerds, thanks for joining us. Until next time. Avengers Assemble! Live long and prosper. I'm Batman.